What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant? I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-chew. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the podcast, Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington. I'm Barry Horn. We don't have Evan Grant here, but we have somebody more prestigious. Someone, someone we like much better than Evan. Our old buddy, Gil Brandt, a former member of the Holy Trinity of the Dallas Cowboys. Gil, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. And, and Evan and I eat at the same restaurant, so that that will work for me. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're a better tipper. <laughs> well, he's got a bigger family. Yeah, yes, he does. He does. Listen, Gil, we want to get up right into this about uh, the, the draft and what the Cowboys should do. And I know you you are still very busy. It's unbelievable all the things, all the irons you still have in the fire after all these years. Uh, and I know you've been scouting around. It, with that fourth pick of the draft, are the Cowboys going to get somebody good? Yeah, they're going to get a good player. Uh, let me let me say this about the draft. Uh, you know. You can get defensive backs. As an example, uh, Jalen Ramsey of Florida State is a really good defensive back. You can get a defensive back that's almost as good as Jalen Ramsey on the second or third round. Uh, You can't get a defensive lineman uh, or an offensive lineman uh, on the second or third round uh, that's as good as the ones that you would get on the first round. So what I'm saying is if you have a opportunity to take, uh, and, and it's going to come down to probably Joey Bosa, uh, Buckner of Oregon, uh, two players that are going to be there probably, and, and uh, because Tunsil uh, I think will be the first uh, player drafted unless somebody moves ahead. The offensive tackle. The offensive tackle from Ole Miss. Unless somebody moves ahead of, uh, of, of Tennessee. And, you know, Tennessee – uh, has put out feelers that they're trying to get out of that pick, uh, but they're not going to find a taker uh, that gave them. Uh, it's going to give them as much as uh, 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 St. Louis got uh, when they traded that pick uh, to Washington. What about a quarterback, Gil? What about a quarterback? Well, let me. You know, you know, a golf uh, is a player that there's. If you watch what he did in Dallas here in that uh, uh, Heart of Dallas Bowl game, he did very well. Uh, there, there's a guy that's North Dakota State that's, uh, uh, I'm not going to say a sleeper because there are no more sleepers, but Carson Wentz, W-N-T-Z, and he played here uh, in that uh, playoff game with North Dakota State and Jacksonville State and had, had a broken arm, uh, or, or I think it was a broken arm, that he got in the middle of the season versus South Dakota. And and so you knew a little bit about him, but you didn't know a lot about him. He was a guy that uh, in his uh, he's redshirted his first year at North Dakota State, and then uh, the next two years didn't play much. And the reason he didn't play much is because they had a pretty good quarterback ahead of him, and they were winning national championships. So I guess you, why change? Uh, but you know it concerns you when you take a guy from Bismarck, North Dakota, and and North Dakota State. Uh, with a high pick, and uh, this this individual Carson Wentz might just go with a high pick. But I think the two best quarterbacks uh, uh, are, are are Goff, 
Wentz, and then the the, uh, the quarterback from the University of Memphis. Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. So, right. so, so, Gil, in the first round, if, we, if, if Tennessee stays there and they do take Tunzel, the offensive tackle, with that pick, which would be a, a good pick to protect Marcus Mariota. There's right. no question about, about that. Uh, Cleveland's picking second. Uh, there's no question that Cleveland's going to take a quarterback. I right? would imagine Cleveland takes Goff. Yes. You know, because I think Goff is the one that's most ready to play uh, right now. And, and I think that uh, you know, Cleveland win, needs wins right now. Uh, and and uh, uh, I think Paxton Lynch uh, is is a player that's got a lot of upside, uh, but I think he also has a way to go. And he, incidentally, he'd be he'd be great for Dallas because he was born in San Antonio, so we'd have a Texas quarterback coming to the Cowboys. So if Paxton Lynch and Carson Wentz are, are both there, which way would you lean? That's a tough question. Uh, if they it, it, now you're talking about in the second round, I guess. In, in, no, 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 in the first round. Well, oh. I, it, it, isn't that too high to take either one of those guys? With yeah, the I, I, I think it's too high to take yeah. either one of them. Right. I think what you do is, is if you want to do that, then you roll the dice and you see uh, who who will move up. Now it's hard. We found out last year uh, that nobody wants to move up anymore. Uh, unless it's a quarterback. And so unless you have a quarterback, and last year both the two quarterbacks went one and two, we didn't have many people standing in line to give up draft choice or choices to move up. Now, now Gail, let's. I want to talk about some more about the top of this draft. There's no question about that. But while we're talking about quarterbacks, I want to go over some numbers here. In the 26 years that Jerry Jones is on the Cowboys, they have drafted five quarterbacks. Three of those quarterbacks they drafted within the first three or four years, I believe it was. Uh, in the 29 years that you were associated with the Dallas Cowboys and you were running drafts for them, y'all drafted 24 quarterbacks. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. And, and, in fact, you know, one year uh, we drafted two in the same draft. <laughs> and, and, the one that, and the one that we tried to trade because we had made a decision, it was interesting, we played our last preseason game in Seattle. And so uh, Carano, because of his performance in that game, uh, won, uh, won the job as the third quarterback. And we tried to trade uh, the other quarterback to uh, anybody that we could, and we had no takers. And then he's the guy that played 13 years and, uh, and, and, and holds all kind of records. So we, we, our feeling was you could never have enough quarterbacks. And, you know, the fact that we also had a guy by the name of Zorn. That, that Jim you Zorn, yeah. That you have to figure in there uh, that turned out to be a pretty good quarterback that we weren't able to keep. Y'all hit him out for a year here in Dallas. Well, we tried to, but we didn't do a very good job of it. <laughs> yes, you, and, and of course now I want to give the caveat here that there were obviously a lot more rounds back then that yep. you were drafting, and so you could afford to do that, and, and you didn't have a salary cap then, and so you could, you know, it was not uh, an issue. Fewer teams drafting. Fewer teams drafting. Well, those are all factors, but there's no question that you guys considered quarterback a premium position, so therefore we're going to pay a lot of attention to it. Well, let me, you know, is it a premium position? This year, uh, in the Final Four, we have uh, three quarterbacks that were drafted number one overall uh, that are in the final championship games this week. And uh, I, I think that a lot of people uh, 
thought when Carolina made their pick, uh, it was a little bit of a reach. Uh, and and it's to get Cam Newton with Cam Newton, it was a little bit of a reach, and and you know it probably was, uh, and and it turned out to be that uh, Cam justified everything that a lot of people thought about him, uh, and and uh, worked out pretty well. And then of course a lot of people uh, were were not sure who it was, Ryan Leaf or, or Manning, and uh, Manning finally went first, and Ryan Leaf's yet to be heard from or seen. I think he's in prison now, as a matter of fact. I think he's uh, cooling his jets someplace anyway. Uh, but I, I just think that uh, when we see these, these performances by quarterbacks, you know, last week, uh, this past weekend, uh, on Sunday, we had two great games. Uh I don't know, we threw 150-some passes, two interceptions. I think everybody now is recognizing and realizing that if you're going to have a good team, uh, you, better have, you better have a quarterback. And incidentally, uh, this will be the 17th time that Manning and Brady have met. They, that ties the record uh, for the most by active quarterbacks set by your quarterback Tony Romo and 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 uh, the the Manning at New York. Uh, yeah, that's because they're playing in the same division. Yep. Uh, Gil, one of the things that always intrigued me about uh, y'all and the Cowboys, and and maybe I obsess over this stuff a little bit, was the fact that uh, you, of course, uh, you always had a quarterback. You always had a really good. This was a, an organization known for its quarterbacks uh, from the almost from the get go. And not only did you have them, but you kept acquiring them. And y'all acquired them, I, I would assume, not only for the competition and then for the fact that maybe one of these guys would be better than the guy you already have, but y'all were never afraid to deal them either. Y'all made some very big trades with those quarterbacks. You traded Jerry Rome, who had been a 13th-round draft pick, right. uh, uh, and got uh, two players out of that, one Steve Kiner, uh, a, a pretty good linebacker for y'all, and then Charlie Waters, who was a great safety for y'all as you've well. Done, you've done your homework too well. I know I have, haven't I? And you also made the, you, you traded Craig Morton to the Giants. Craig Morton. Who for, was the, for a guy named Randy White. For a guy named Randy White. That worked out pretty well for you. It, it really did. Did, did. did you go to jail for that, Gil? <laughs> was that grand theft? <laughs> well, you know, you know, it, 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 it was kind of interesting, Barry, uh, in that um, uh, Coach Landry said to me, how come we didn't trade him to uh, to uh, Green Bay, because <laughs> Green Bay made a trade the same day for John Hadle and got a lot more than we did, but we got the second pick in the draft, and that was important. And so it came down to a decision, were we going to take Walter Payton or Randy White? And, and we really didn't know until the morning of the draft, and we went back and did some homework and, and found out that at that time, there had been only two backs that had played more than five years as starters. O.J. Simpson was one, and uh, the uh, the back from Pittsburgh, I can't think of his name now, Rocky Blyer, uh, were the other one. So we just figured that uh, if we're going to go for longevity, let's go for Brandy White. So, so you could have dated Miss America or Miss USA, and you couldn't lose in that. Exactly <laughs> is, right. Is that- Sorry, Kevin, Kevin, in his research, tells me you almost drafted Joe Montana. Is that correct? Well, here's what happened. Uh, you know, we set our board up, and we went right down the list. But we, we had plateaus. And so that we might have a plateau where there's six players 
uh, but Montana's at the top of there. And what what took place was in the third round. Nineteen seventy nine. In the third round, uh, a guy by the name of Montana was there, and uh, we were very interested in him. And Coach Andrews said, "Well, it sounds like he's pretty good, but what am I going to do with four quarterbacks?" Because at that time you still had Staubach, you still had uh, uh, Danny White. And we had Carano. And, and Glenn Carano. And, and so he said, what am I going to do with four quarterbacks? And uh, we, so we passed. It's probably the only time that we really passed on a player. But we took a guy named Doug Cosby, who turned out to be pretty good. Very good tight end. But he didn't uh, win four Super Bowls. No, he no, did he not. Didn't. Now, what, uh, tell me about the other quarterback that you also passed on in that draft, uh, a guy out of uh, Pitt. Marino in the first round. Yeah, Dan Marino. And we took uh, Jim Jeffcoat instead. Yeah. Uh, there were some there were some, uh, some concerns about Marino. Uh, you know, had you picked uh, in week one of the season uh, when they started off against or before they started against North Carolina, and he threw about three interceptions, uh, you, you would have probably taken Marino. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we passed on Marino and took Jeffcoat and. You know, Jeff Coat had 100 sacks, 100-plus sacks, played for 13 years, and, uh, you know, it would have been nice to have Marino, but we had a good player in Jeff Coat. We did. You did. There's no question about that. Now, let's go back to this. To the, now, we're kind of running back in a circle here. Let's go back to this draft at the top of it. Now, you, uh, there have been some speculation that Joey Bosa would have been the first pick of the draft, but I think probably what you're saying about uh, Tunsil with uh, Tennessee probably sounds about right. Is Joey Bosa the dynamic defensive end that the Cowboys need? Uh, I'm not sure if it's Joey Bosa or, or, or DeForest Buckner. Two completely different body types. Yes, right. One is very angular. Uh, Joey Bosa is a, is a taller, thinner guy uh, whose father was a number one pick in the draft and is represented uh, by the same man uh, that represented his father. Uh, Buckner is is uh, represented represented by a, an agent in New York, uh, and and uh, is a very very competitive player, uh, and and uh, is is he's dominant. He was dominant at uh, at at Oregon. So I think that uh, you know it's one of those things that uh, you know, pick your poison because I think they're both good, and it just depends upon. Who you like better, or your coaches feel is better. But Gil, you know, it's, they're both good. is is not good enough. You know, you've got to you've got to hit the right guy, don't you? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, and it, it'll always turn out that way. That uh, that one of them, uh, one of them turns out to be better than the other. And uh, you wonder if that was it happened with uh, last year's two quarterbacks, uh, because it almost looks like uh, for a while. Uh, the one from Oregon that was drafted second, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota looked like he was going to be a better player uh, than Winston. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is what it was. But I think it's one of those things that if you get Boza or Buckner, uh, you're going to be very pleased. There's there's certainly no doubt about that. And I know that I, I have written this that the Cowboys need to draft a quarterback, but you don't want to. You, you certainly don't want to force that pick. If Goff is not there. Uh, I agree that I don't think there's a, another quarterback who's worth the fourth pick at this point. They may end up looking that way, but it doesn't seem that way right at the moment. Well, the question you ask yourself is, if we don't take a position player and we take a quarterback, 
who probably won't play for a couple of years. Do we have enough people on our roster to be competitive uh, to have a chance to get into the playoffs in 2016? And and the answer for you with the Cowboys is they're not. Are they? They they need more players. They I would say that they probably need more players uh, on defense. I think they're okay on offense, but I think they need more players on defense. Gil, have you seen much of Hunter Henry, the tight end from Arkansas? He's a pretty good tight end. It's uh, in, in fact, uh, there are several pretty good tight ends. One, I guess, is going to stay in school. Uh, the uh, Alabama tight end is going to stay in school. But Hunter Henry is, uh, is uh, in my estimation, a first-round pick. Yeah, I think he is, too, and I think that's going to be the problem. Because, to me, Jason Whitman is going to need a successor here pretty soon. <laughs> and, and, I, and I can't imagine that Jerry Jones would allow a kid from Arkansas to slip through his fingers. Well, he got McFadden, and he got pretty lucky with him. And, yes, he did. And uh, and and this guy is, is is a lot like McFadden. He's a very very productive player, and and, and good character guy, uh, kind of guy you want on your team. Gil, you meant you mentioned uh, Alabama, and you've been looking at college football for a long time. When when you look at what what Saban has done there, is is that is does that blow your mind, or is, have there been? Uh, uh, teams like this in the, in the past, like dynastic teams, or is they, it seems like they have third string players who, who are ready to play in the NFL. Uh, Barry, they do a great coaching job, uh, and, and they they prepare players. Uh, it's just like the onside kick that took place uh, uh, last week. Uh, they they just do a great job of of spending a lot of money on coaches, getting the best coaches they can get and then doing a great job of recruiting the best player. You know, a lot of times people say, well, we had the third best recruiting class or so forth. And, and if you go by Parade Magazine, yeah, they did. Uh, but, boy, I'll tell you, they get kids uh, from everywhere. They get, they, if there's a good kid in Maryland, uh, like there is uh, who's leaving them this year, uh, they get them. Uh, and and uh, they have veteran coaches. Uh, that do a that do a great job, and uh, you know, uh, Nick earns his money. I'll tell you that. You know, one of the things that the Alabama does, it seems to me, Gil, is that they're uh, they, they do such a great job at recruiting defensive linemen. You know, is that the, it seems to me that year in year out they have more better defensive linemen than anybody else in college football. Yeah, they do, uh, and and I, I and you know everybody is, is scrambles to get defensive linemen. Uh, and and the defensive lineman, uh, Ashawn Robinson from Fort Worth. From Fort Worth, uh, they they know where to go to get him, uh, and and they uh, for for some way or way I'm not sure how they do it. They go to Maryland to get a defensive lineman. They go to Georgia to get a defensive lineman. And why does a guy like Ashawn Robinson ever leave the state of Texas? Because they've done a good job of recruiting him. Uh, Gil, it, it, one of the things that really strikes me about this draft, and I think that fans fixate so much on the fact that the Cowboys have the fourth pick of the draft, which is obviously a, a big deal, and you really need to hit on that. But it's not just the first round. It's it's every round you've got a premium pick. You've almost that that second round pick is almost a first round pick. And so they they have a rare opportunity here, which may not be so rare in the future if the Cowboys don't start winning some more games. But they have an opportunity here to really improve their t- their team tremendously this season. You know, you know, the trick of the draft is to get players uh, in the latter, l- later rounds. You know, 
you, you should be able to get a good player on the first and second round. Now, as as an example, Arizona is one of the surprise teams in the league right now. And 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 what what did Arizona get in the fourth round of the draft? They got a guy named Gunter, G-U-N-T-E-R, from Delaware State. Watch him uh, on Sunday against Carolina. You got to be able to get a player like that. Uh, Johnson, the running back uh, from Northern Iowa, that they got. And I think he got him in the third round. Uh, it, it, it has helped their team a great deal. So anytime that you can get bonus picks, and you know we used to do pretty well in those late rounds with with the Blaine Nyes and 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 and, and, and you know uh, Don, Pat Donovan fourth round pick. They were they went on to be Pro Bowlers. Uh, you just you got to hit on those guys. And and I think some of it is pulling them out by traits, and some of it is coaching them and working with them to make them better. And I think one of the things that happens now, we have this uh, rule that you can only uh, work so many days and so many hours, whatever it is, with players. I think that uh, hurts a team uh, that tries to develop players. Uh, but, you know, there's a team up there in New England named the Patriots that somehow manages to do it every year. That yeah, works out pretty well for them. Gil, uh, when, you, when we're talking about the, these draft picks and, and, and developing guys in later rounds and picking guys and, and getting those, certainly y'all were able to do that. The Cowboys in the last few years have done a much better job of, of picking in the first couple of rounds, or at least in the first round, uh, not always hitting on the, in the second round pick, but in those later rounds. Did The one thing that, that scares Cowboys fans, I think, is when they hear the fact that Jerry Jones might want to trade down in this draft. How would you feel if Jerry were to trade down to, say, the middle of the first round and pick up a second and a third or a second or a third? Well, I think what you do is you play the devil's advocate. And you say, okay, if I trade down from 4 to 15, here's what I'm going to get. So you, 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 you mark your board off uh, with your 5th, 6th, 7th, down to 15th choice. And I'm going to get two additional I'm going to get one of these players. Am I happy with that player that I'm going to get by trading down? And, and, and then knowing the bonus comes with who I get in the second and third round. And, you know, again, uh, you know, New England uh, does a pretty good job of that. Number 91 from Southern Miss is a guy that they traded out of, first, out of the first round for and, and got a really special player uh, with him. So that's to me that's the issue, just because one of the things you very first said was that Jalen Ramsey is a very nice defensive back, but you can get a guy just about that good in the second or third round. So I think that's what that's what fans are wanting to know: Are there is there enough depth in this particular draft? And, I, and there's no question they need to be shoring up on the defensive side of the ball. Is there enough depth in this draft that if you got if you traded down to the middle of the first round and got a second or third rounder, that you'd be picking up players who are going to make an impact this season? Yeah, I think there is. And, and, and remember this when we talk about defensive backs. Uh, one year we opened up at Washington, and I think both of you will remember that. We went up to Washington and played up there, and we started three uh, undrafted free agents. agents. I sure do. Uh, we started a guy named Walls and a guy named Downs, and, and uh, Thurman Seas, I think is what they called him. Right, Dennis and, Thurman, yeah. And, uh, and what happened is those guys stepped in and played pretty well and and uh, uh, what I'm saying is is I don't think uh, you're gonna find 
uh, a Randy White uh, type of player, uh, a Bob Lilly type of player, those type of dominant defensive linemen uh, or offensive linemen, I don't think you're going to find those kind of guys in the free agent market or down past the third round. But you can find uh, those kind of players in different places. Correct. Gil, listen, it's been a it's been a treat having you on with us. Uh, you're the best. Here's one of the things I've always, as, uh, as I said to you one time, the last time I talked to you for a story, you said you didn't remember a particular player. And I said, Gil, you never forget anything. You just don't want to tell me who this <laughs> player was. Gil, we'll have to trick. I a remember sh- about a trade, but I can't remember who the player. Was. <laughs> we'll, we'll, ha- we'll have to raise a chardonnay next time we uh, we meet up. All right, look forward to it. Thanks, right, thanks, Gil. thanks, Gil. That was the great Gil Brandt coming on to talk to us. He, he is great, isn't he? He's an archive. He, oh, my gosh, it's unbelievable. He's a walking, talking archive. The stuff that he remembers and I, when I call him and ask him about things off the top of his head. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. That, and, that's what you call research when you call. Oh, I'll, I'll do some research. I'll call Gil. <laughs> I'll call Gil and see what he has to say. You know, I think that what, what's great about Gil, though, he's not just an archive. He's, he's keeping up with stuff now. He's oh, going he, out looking at players. He, 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 obviously, he went out and saw Carson Wentz play. Uh, you know, that, that, to me, that's an interesting idea. That's, he's, not a, he's not the fourth pick of the draft. And, and if he goes in the first round, he goes in the first round. If you, if you want to trade down and, uh, at 15 and then you, you could get him there or get him at 20 or 25, then that's one thing. You don't know that you're gonna, that's right. going to happen. But, but I, I agree with Gil, and that's, that's the whole point that you were bringing up about Alabama to me. To me, what makes Alabama great is not only just the coaching, but the fact that he gets the best defensive lineman every year. And, and outside of quarterbacks, there is nothing harder to find than a premium defensive line right but there's an APB I didn't get a chance to ask Gil about this but what about Johnny Manziel who's going to be the cow they they have they have to have pick up a quarterback maybe two quarterbacks uh before they do have they have to get a veteran quarterback and they have to draft a quarterback to develop I believe they have to do both of those they have to do both I think they have to do both all right because we the the starting quarterback is fragile at best oh no question here's the thing you got to but see you have to have a quarterback if you think that that there's that window is still open for the Cowboys which it is because in the NFC East it's just lousy, right? Yeah. And so if, if, if Tony Romo goes down, you have to have a quarterback who's ready to step in right then and play and win. Do you really think that Johnny Manziel can step in no. this fall and be no. a winning quarterback? No. no, I don't think so either. What about RG3? He, he, might be three, he might be two or three years away. RG3? Same thing RG3? with RG3. So you'll have to bring them in and and have uh, bring in a, a veteran, another Matt Castle-like not Matt Castle, not Matt Castle like quarterback. If you're if you're going to protect, it, get protect, and that's what you're, your and that's policy. what you're hoping is it. But but do you really have confidence that that Johnny Manziel is going to be able to keep everything together for two or three more years as a backup quarterback? Uh, no, but I have confidence. Jerry will sell a lot of jerseys. Yes, and that's absolutely right. And that's the that is the primary reason that Jerry would want him because he thinks he can play too. But 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 that's the main reason. So to that point, your original question. You go out and get a veteran quarterback like a Matt Hasselbeck, which I've already advocated for the fact that he went five and three for the but, Colts. What this about year. his social security? The social security. He, he's, he's he'll drawing. be forty-one years old, but he look. He went five and three this year. What would the Cowboys have taken to go on five and three with a backup quarterback? They would have won the division. They would have given anything for. Five they would have given anything for. It. They would have won the division if he had gone five and three for the Cowboys. They would have won the division, and then would they have gone out in the first? Would that would that be good enough? Is that what the standard is now? Let's win the division. Let's make the playoffs. It, the standard used to be so much higher. Well, if you, now it's like let's let's win the division. Let's get in the playoffs. Oh, we got in. We got knocked out. We made. If the you lost your quarterback, but here's the thing: if Tony Romo could have come back, you know, and, and not gotten hurt and been ready for the playoffs. 
then I think that's a that's a viable uh, that's a viable solution. I think that if Tony Romo had been healthy and in the playoffs, the Cowboys might have gone some places. But you can say that about oh, we're going to have the, our old argue, our you old can, argument. You can say that about anybody. If any, any, if any I agree. Bunch I, of you know, if, but this this team depends more on its quarterback than almost any other. That's true, Good but team. but there 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 are players who are injured that are out, offensive linemen, defensive linemen that that have damaged their 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 team as well, and maybe that's a problem that the team depends more on their quarterback. It is a problem. That's one of the, it's too Romo friendly. We brought that up before that this team depended on him too much. That's about it for us. We, we appreciate you taking the time. But don't forget, we have a this week. We also have a baseball podcast with Jerry Fraley talking about the Rangers' farm system and. And maybe the loss of Upton and what the what the Upton situation was. We also have a, to the Tigers. To the Tigers. We also have a great college podcast this week. Kirk Bowles. Kirk Bowles talking about the Big Twelve and the future of it. Thanks for coming, everybody. Thanks to Gil Brandt. Thanks to Kevin Sherrington. And thanks for Evan Grant for being on vacation again. Thanks, Barry.